understanding how we make an admissions decision is very important. And I suggest that you take some time to listen to this podcast because it's, it's vital you understand this, right? The way Firms Consulting makes an admissions decision, and the reason it takes us so long is because we always compare you on a curve. What that means is that each day we are interviewing about four people, right? Per coach, right? Four people per coach. And the plan is that after about 20 people are interviewed, in fact, after exactly 20 people are interviewed, we look at all of the 20 people and we say, okay, who are the best people here? The reason we wait for 20 is because we think once we've received 20 applications, we have a large enough sample size to compare applicants. Because sometimes what happens when we just have one applicant and we're thinking about one applicant, we are not able to assess their profile relative to their group that they are going to be competing against to get an offer. And assessing your, for lack of a better word, strength of profile relative to that peer group is really important for us. Because a, pay, a, a resume could look really good by itself, but when you lay it out against 20 other profiles, it could end up looking pretty miserable. So our job is always to say not just whether you have the best possible profile, but do you have the best possible profile against all of the competitors you are going to face, right? That is foundational for us. Now, how do we take things from there? We take about three days to com- we take about five days to, to compare all those things, right? To collect, sorry, to collect all of those 20 applications and complete, complete the interviews and so on. While those 20 are being interviewed, we also, obviously, rec- we've recorded the entire screening call and we type up the entire screening call. It's automatically done, so it's not a lot of work on our side. But then we go through it and we, we, de- we develop a feedback letter for you. The feedback letter is split into two parts, right? Part A would be all of the things that you did, good or bad, that directed, uh, directly impacted our decision to admit you into the program. Part B are the things that you did that didn't directly impact my decision or our decision, but we think you need to be cognizant of it because it could become an issue in the future. The letter is anywhere from four pages to eight pages depending on how the call went. Once the decision is made, another partner in firms consulting will review that decision. Once both partners agree with that decision, the decision is final. If one of the other partners disagrees, we send it to one of our mentors, our senior partners, to review it. I mean, it's not as if there's a veto here, but if the senior partner disagrees, then we'll go back and say, okay, let's think about this further. But the end of the story, there must be at least two partners corroborating this and saying, you know what, this person needs to be in the program and this person doesn't be, need to be in the program. And that's one of the reasons we keep a copy of the recordings and putting into transcripts. It becomes very easy for one of the other partners who's always traveling to pull up the transcript and say, oh, this is how the call went. I think you should let them into the program for these reasons, right? So we, we put a lot of effort into that screening call. It's not something that happens overnight, which is why we are so careful in terms of who we let into the program. Now, on the fifth day after your call, by that time, we'd have interviewed 20 people, we'd have prepared your letter, but we haven't given the decision yet. On the fifth day, we'll compare all of the letters and make the decision. If there is no disagreement between the two partners, the letter will go out, the, the, let, the letter won't go out, an email will come to you stating that a decision has been made, right? So, you'll get an email stating that a decision 
has been made, right? But your letter won't be in that email. All it will tell you is a decision has been made. It won't tell you what the decision is. Within 72 hours of that initial email, you will get the letter. The letter will arrive to you in the form of an email with login details. You've got to log in and read that letter. Now, this is important. If the letter arrived at 7 p.m. on Friday, you have until 7 p.m. on Sunday to make a decision. If you don't make a decision by 7 p.m. Sunday, the offer automatically rescinds. Now, when I say automatically rescinds, you won't even get a reminder from us. We don't sell. We don't we don't basically try to promote anything. The, the offer just disappears. Even if you come back to us after 50 hours and say, Michael, I was traveling. I couldn't get hold of you. It, the offer is gone. We cannot give it to you anyway because we've given it to someone else or we've made a space available for someone else to take that offer in the future. So we cannot give it to you right now. The reason we have such a strict process in place is because... If you listen to an earlier podcast on this page, we talk about the data we collect. One of the things we notice is about the success rates of candidates who accept offers immediately versus those who delay, right? And also, the other reason, which is not linked to the data, is because we have so many people trying to get into the program, we do not allow people to sit on offers. If you cannot make up your decision now, despite all of the conversations we've had, all of the feedback we've given you with the letter and so on, you're never going to make a decision. And if you, there's any uncertainty, that uncertainty is never going to disappear. So the 48-hour rule is a binding rule. Now, you will notice there's very little written about firms consulting on the internet, and there's a reason for that. All clients must sign a binding non-disclosure agreement. You will not receive any payment details from us until we receive the signed NDA, which is binding. The NDA exists for two reasons. It forbids clients from even acknowledging they were a client of firms consulting and discussing anything we teach them. There's no way we are going to be allowing you to talk to former senior partners of the most elite strategy firms in the world and have an open manifesto to discuss that on any forum. We don't allow that. The material we make available is available only to our clients and we would prefer for that material to only stay within our client pool. The flip side of the NDA is that firms consulting is forbidden from disclosing you as a client. We will not do it under any circumstances. So when we do discuss clients on our client page, we always change their first name and we change just a few details about them so they cannot be identified, right? Firms Consulting will never, ever disclose the identity of a client and the reciprocal of that is a client can never disclose having been a firm's consulting client. And we, we, we expect clients to honor that NDA. It's very important for us. The NDA is so important that we don't even give you the payment details until the NDA is signed. In fact, we'll start the training as long as the NDA is signed, even if the payment hasn't come through. That's how important it is to us. Again, it's an example of us following our values. Discretion is our value system, and we will aggressively follow it. Now, let's assume you're an unsuccessful applicant, right? You got um, the letter within 72 hours of getting the initial email, right? Now, I think the most important thing here is that if you do not... If you're not admitted to the program, it is not a declined decision. It is not a judgment on your profile. We only accept 12 to 15% of applicants. That means 85% are going to be declined. And let me tell you something. We, we decline outstanding people because we just don't have place for them, right? This is a competitive program to get into. That's why we have partners to make it competitive so we can put our best foot forward and really commit to the training. But if we decline you, do not be disappointed. Do not think you're not a good foot for management consulting. I would strongly urge you 
to go ahead and apply. Now, if I think you are a bad fit for management consulting, I will urge the coach to put it into the letter stating that you are, we don't think you are ready for management consulting right now. If you don't read those lines in the letter, then it simply means we didn't have enough space, that's why we couldn't put you in, right? Now, you may ask the question, why don't we just take in more people per coach or why don't we bring in more coaches? If you listen to the coaching podcast, I explain how difficult it is to find coaches with the right value system who are senior partners. Very difficult to do. Why we don't bring in more people, Because why we don't take in more people per coach, it's because it clogs up the system. We know that coaches can only manage so many people per month because they've got to manage other things. They've got to work on internal projects. They've got to work on executive clients. They've got to work on consulting clients. We do train consultants at McKinsey and BCG at this point in time. We work on research. We work on projects with schools like Yale and Harvard and so on. All of those things take up a lot of our time. If we take in more clients, it improves our revenue in the short term, but it throws off everything and in the medium to long term we're actually going to suffer quite significantly. So I would recommend that if you are declined please go ahead and apply. There's many of the free material on the website you can use but you can also use other services. We do not at all um, uh, comment on other services. We don't know anything about them. We cannot comment on them. Um, so my advice is you know, reach out to the consulting firms, reach out to other services and I think you will do fine with that. Now if you are declined we're going to be changing our rules. Previously, clients were not allowed to reapply, but we will allow you to reapply, but only 12 months after you were declined. You cannot reapply before that. If you do reapply, we will simply archive your application and only contact you 12 after 12 months as elapsed, right? Now, it's just an important point here. We do provide a lot of detailed feedback. I mean, a lot of detailed feedback. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, there's only so much you can convey in a letter, but I do know candidates who have used our decline letters as a foundation for structuring a very robust training program. And I know one client who even gave that feedback letter to the HR manager from McKinsey, uh, the recruiter, to get feedback. I'm not sure if she did anything with it, but, you know, that's what he said. And he said that she was quite useful in terms of using that to structure where he needs to focus. But the bottom line is that... People have used our decline letters to get in. So we feel that even if you don't make it into the program, there's a benefit of being in the program, at least going through the application progress uh, process because the feedback is so useful. Now, sometimes clients want more information from us. And I'm going to show you that once we've either made you an offer or declined you, we will disclose no further information to you. We'll, dis we'll tell you nothing else. Clients always want more information. But let me tell you something. We've chatted to you by email for the first step of the screening process. You've done an online test with us. We've then had an hour, potentially two hours, where you spoke to a partner, you've asked any questions you want, and he's asked you any questions he wants to test your ability. Then we've given you a detailed feedback that I think it is bordering on insanity to expect us to give more information. We don't give more information. Our philosophy is that if you cannot make up your mind with that information we've provided, which is more high quality than anything you will find anywhere else, you're just in a position where you are not able to make a decision and we won't provide anything more. So once the letter comes out, all communication with firms consulting stops until the NDA is signed. And once the NDA is signed, we'll only reinitiate the process at that point, planning and preparing. 
the training will only begin you know preferably once payment is made but again it doesn't have to be once payment is made as long because if we felt that you were someone who wouldn't make payment in the first place you would be a breach of our values around ethics and we would never take in a pro person into the program who couldn't fulfill our value system anyway so for us that's very important the value system is where everything starts and where everything ends right